You're listening to Luna Stream. Luna Stream is a place for family-fed members to share and discuss topics about our movement in a public setting. I'm your host, Toya Nomura. I'm 24 years old, passionate member of the Northern Virginia Family Church, and I'm happy to be here today. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tora Oda and Justin Darty. Tora, let us know who you are. Hi, I'm Tora Oda uh, from Las Vegas, also 24 years old, and I'm very happy to be here too, as well. And Justin Darty, let us know who you are. Hi, I'm Justin Darty, 25 years old. I am the Young Adult Minister in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Thanks, guys. All right, let's run the intro. If I say, hey, I want to start working out, there should be a gym in my basement that I can go work out in with two personal trainers and a dietitian. No, if but I'm saying, do it, even, even do if there right is now. nothing stopping me, Make and I, I do it, right? But do then, uh, then like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to end up facing opposition or worse, like, you know. Face the opposition oh. then. <laughs> no, and that's fine. Like, I don't mind doing it. But Bring it's your just guns. Like... Shoot them down. <laughs> you're funny then let's say you're like i don't like the part where reverend you know is, it, is damien or, yeah reverend damien dunkley but just you know potus yeah. um reverend uh, reverend damien or yeah mr whatever mr dunkley <laughs> the dunk his reasoning was like i want them to create a habit of being in the service and listening to service and maybe one day they'll be <sighs> have some sort of revelation that uh, <laughs> I mean, what kids want to go and do manual labor when they could be at home <laughs> playing video games? This is Dominican Republic. We're talking about crazy, right. hot, you know, mm-hmm. humid Super weather. sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump in. It sucks. We're kind of all in different places at the, uh, right now. But yeah, we were once all together living in the community of Norfolk, Virginia. And that's how we got to know each other. And that was around like, what, almost 15 years ago now? Holy sweet. Wow, 2005, huh? Yeah. Around That's there. crazy, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I just want this podcast to talk about casually, uh, you know, stuff about the church and like like our relationships with the church and like how like churchy we are and like how's our life of faith and such. So yeah, let's just kick it off. Justin, are you, are you blessed? Um, every day by God, all the time. I have a job. I survived the coronavirus. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have a beautiful wife. Wonderful. Can you be more clear? I meant like blessed. You blessed as in like a blessed in marriage. Oh, have I received the received the holy uh, yeah. marriage blessing? Is that what yeah. you mean? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I received the Holy Marriage Blessing in the Dominican Republic uh, in I, 2016. Okay, so, wow, it's been four years, huh? Yeah, it's, it, well, I've known her now for five years, but yeah, okay. it's been four years, been married. And that was officiated by uh, Reverend Hakshahan Moon, uh, a.k.a. Mm. True Mother. But she wasn't in the Dominican Republic, she was live streaming from Korea. Okay. Yeah, so, um, all right, so how churchy would you say you are? um like depends. on a scale of one to ten yeah like 10, i, I like... would say like a seven but it you know i'm sure <clears throat> depending on how you look at it like a a, a a member who has left because it ain't cool enough they would probably say uh-huh. I'm a 10 and then okay. for those those members who like do 100k every 30 minutes they would probably say I'm like a three so yeah all right, all right. For, for so for context let's say because i'm we... i'm a very churchy guy but i'm not very mm-hmm. dogmatic or religious i'm i'm very okay you know, about, about 
the the practice and the god the god and people you know the, okay so how how involved are you the live action process um well i'm pretty involved I'm, right now i'm a young adult minister in the bridgeport connecticut community um okay. i've been doing that for a year now um yeah i think a, a year almost and a um, year oh wow it's been yeah. that long huh it has been about yeah it's been about a year i'd say so that's been that's been good and that's been a lot of my involvement comes through that um a lot of the okay. things that the church requests of me and asks me to do is usually under that title as a young adult minister Wonderful. um and i go to church on sunday usually usually a little bit late um <laughs> I, I like now that we've moved online and do the live stream I, i've been watching the live stream with my wife every sunday Oh, that's one. Um, my father was actually in the live stream last week, I think. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was giving the. Last. I don't know. He was giving the sermon, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah, a bunch of people were crying in the chat. At least I don't know if they're actually crying, but there were lots of crying emojis and people saying, "Oh my god, I'm <laughs> crying." <laughs> so, all right. What about you, Tora? And how how churchy are you? Like scale of one to ten. Ten being like avid missionary. Doing the work uh, of God. Yes. If you having to fundraise and witness makes you yeah. a 10, I'm probably yeah. eight or something. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. Dang. I, I would say I am very, uh, believe in everything. If you told me that your mother said this, I would believe you. Right. Um, what if she said that? <laughs> what? You just said that if she said this, he said, I'd, I believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know what yeah. you meant. I'm sorry. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Um, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't believe anything else, honestly. Okay. So do you actively practice like doc, church doctrine and like what it says? Uh, yeah, probably like you know, sometimes. <laughs> okay. And how involved would you say you are with your, uh, with the movement? Um, I'm currently a youth group leader at, okay. in Las Vegas. In uh, Las Vegas church? Yeah, Las Vegas Family Church. Is that uh, Florida, Las Vegas? Uh, England, Las Vegas? Uh Nevada, Las Vegas. Oh, that one. Okay. I was confused. You know, you got to be more specific for a listener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you want to get them confused. Because you could be at the Eiffel Tower and it's like, well, what do you mean? The one in Nevada, Las Vegas or the one in, uh, you know, Paris, France? We got to be more clear. There's two. There's two now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I'm also kind of. I'm pretty churchy too. I think like I'm not fundraising on the front line or anything, but I'm I'm, I'm probably like solid like eight, seven or eight too. Like <clears throat> I'm not involved in anything, but I, I have done youth ministry in the past for like two, three years, helping out and stuff. And um, yeah, I did SDF for two years, uh, SDF Europe, and then came back. So yeah, I, I really believe in this movement and what it teaches and like what it has to offer. And I, I act, do want to give more. And like the point of this podcast is to be like a platform for our voices as second gen, or like our complaints and, and whatnot. <clears throat> and I feel like we, we've all been thinking about like, yo, the, the, like the problems that we have as a, as an organization and such. So let's hit on some of those points. Uh, 
Justin, what do you think are some like systematic like errors or like problems that we need we should like freaking take care of like right now? You man, you're the you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's uh, it's you know Toya Nimura, Toro Ota, and Justin Darty. We're the problem, man. <laughs> um, because no, I'm serious. So I, I've always felt that if there's something that you feel is wrong with the church, then there's something wrong with you. And I don't mean that like, oh, then it's it's just because you suck and it's because your viewpoint is is bad. I just mean that like, if there's something wrong and you see it and you're right. not doing anything to fix it, then the reason why that problem exists is because you're allowing it to exist. Okay, but you know, even even if you say that, what about obviously it's more complicated because it's like right. on the global level, you know, the church uh-huh. is a really large organization, the Unification right. Church or the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification of Christianity. Uh, it's a really uh, large movement organization, or the for okay. short, the uh, WFWP. All right, so let's 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 scale it down then, <laughs> just for for America, like for, local oh, America. Here. Okay. America, local, whatever, whatever you yeah. want to do. What- so, okay, let's say your problem is um, just for a hypothetical. You struggle to watch the current live stream Sunday service that's led okay. by Damian Dunkley and I believe it's Reverend Kim, right? Yeah. Okay. Then let's say you're like, I don't like the part where Reverend, you know, is, is Damian? Yeah, Reverend Damian Dunkley, but just, you know, Reverend Dunkley, POTUS. Yeah. Um, Reverend, uh, Reverend Damien, or yeah, Mr. Whatever, Mr. Dunkley, <laughs> the dunk, um, dunk. <laughs> you don't like the, the, the dunk and Kim talking to each other in the beginning. Um, have you voiced your, your that frustration because there are channels right. you can, you can email, um, you know, Damien directly, or you can email his secretary or just, uh, the family federation, um, like, uh, what do you call it Con- outreach team uh or uh-huh. the, the media team and the thing right. is with the church in general we all have enough contacts that you can get in you can get anyone's personal phone number right now yeah yeah for sure 100 percent. right so if i wanted damien's digits i could contact you know his son you i could call you and ask you for uh oh gosh i can't remember her name the she used to be the youth pastor in maryland she works with uh Kayleigh? Kaylee, right? So I'd be like, yeah, what's Kaylee's number, right? And you have Kaylee's number, probably. But I don't. You don't. Okay. But you know someone who does. Sure. Sure. Right? I I do. I do. Yeah. 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 So then I'll get that person's number. I call them and go, yo, do you have Kaylee's number? Yeah, here. Then I call Kaylee and go, Kaylee, do you have Damien's number? And she'll be like, "Uh, yeah. And then bam. Hey, Damien. I'm on the phone with the president now. True. True. But it's not that easy, I feel like. Because like... It doesn't mean that people will listen to you. It just no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. I feel like one of those things that we have a problem with in our church is like the 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 structure, like or on an organizational level. Like, right? If if for example, I've been thinking about this. Like, if I'm like super hardcore, like I want to do, I want to volunteer. I do. Um, you know, spend my time. I'm sorry. If you want to volunteer and what? (laughs) I want to volunteer (laughs) and freaking, you know. Yeah, that's better. There's a church podcast, Toya. (laughs) Dropping (laughs) F-bombs. I understand if you have an appropriate moment where you need to drop one, but uh, just in a freaking moment is uh, is uncalled for. (laughs) Roger that. No, so I'm saying like, if I, if, 
like, hypothetically, let's say there's a, like, I, I wanted to really invest in the, in my community, right. And become like, I don't know, a freaking church, uh, uh, a youth group leader or, or youth pastor or freaking pastor. Right. All right. And I want to plug myself in. It's, I feel like doing that is really hard because I don't know who, like, who I would contact or who I would talk to or who I would get in. Well, yeah. Like, okay. So let's say, no, 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 no. Let me, let me explain. Go to church. (laughs) Meet the talk, walk up to the pastor. Hi, I'm Toya Nomura. I uh, have experience being a youth pastor in the past. I'd like to assist this community by being a youth pastor. All right. All right. And let's say it is simple as that, right? That's what I did. When I came to Connecticut, I didn't know anybody. And I just walked up to the pastor and said, hi, I'd like to serve the community. Tell me what I can do. Okay. She said, we really need the young adult minister. And I was like, mm. Mm, okay, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that works in one way or another. But then, then the, the problem is, is like, okay, the, so now that I'm like youth pastor or whatever, right? I need, I need material, right? To teach and stuff like that, right? So, and then who do I contact from there? You know what I mean? Like, and to get resources and stuff like that. Because if I, and like, I don't know. I feel like stuff like You know this, who's like somebody's number we all have? That we can always contact when we need to like know. Who? Like who? You know, just we get down on we get down on our knees. <laughs> Shut the freak call up. God's number. <laughs> <laughs> you pray to God and you're asking, what should I teach these people, these youngs to? Yeah. No, but I mean you got the divine principle. What more do you need? No, for sure. No, but like, all right, but not everyone teaches the divine principle in the same way, right? Am I am I am uh-huh. I not wrong? No, right. okay, so if you go to um, the Family Fed website right now, see if I can uh-huh. pull that up. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I, I there know is can, a curriculum. But I feel like right now. I feel like no. I'm telling okay. you exactly what you're asking for exists. You just haven't looked for it. I know, right, right. But if I like, but if I want to like plug if, myself in, right, I sh- uh-huh. it shouldn't take me like, like I do. Google just a five minute Google search. No, <laughs> no. I'm doing it right now. Uh, I'm less than eight se- eighteen seconds into my. Uh, my search here clicking on resources <laughs> keep going no i just feel like like as as someone who's like oh let's say who is who is distant and then comes back right and like they're super inspired and motivated to do do it it's like i feel like it's really hard for me to like come like to re- i don't know just to like plug myself in into a system that works right because i feel like all a lot of our local leadership and even our national leadership doesn't have like a rigid structure leadership uh, like, okay, i'm right rigid, here right now i'm on the family fed web, web shit. i'm under the <laughs> young adult ministry tab i've clicked on discussions series archive uh-huh. and then they have an archive of how to teach this series okay. a four-week discussion series exploring oh, wow. the value of living life integrity standing for the purity of love continued growth in our lives right so that's what okay. do i stand for there's a bunch here right okay. someone's an eight week program they got multiple four we have a 13 week program Mm-hmm. Right, and that's just young little ministry, right? So mm. you, there, there are so many resources on our website. I swear to God, that was not there three years ago. It was not. That's what I'm saying. Our church has changed, and you know why it's changed? Because people like us have gone. Yeah. Why? Why is our website such a load of dump? Let's get together <laughs> and fix it. Uh-huh. And so they just put in their skills and their talents, what they went to college for. Well, I'm glad. And they well, made it good. work. Right. And that's right. what I mean. If the church is lacking something that you want. It's right. easy to complain about it and go, oh, man, this sucks. You know, we're so out of mm. date. We're so far behind. It's, yeah, you know why we're so far behind? Because people with us, with the talent and skill, mm. don't have the drive or the energy to just go, hey, so, yeah, the service. Let me, let me, where can I click it in? Okay, you got me there. All right, so then, then that, there's the point, right? Well, how come people don't, 
do it. Like, you know what I mean? Don't offer their services or, or, or well, don't. That's, that's a completely to. different issue. Well, I'm, well, I'd love to talk about it. I'm just too. saying, no, I'm not saying it's not a, a valid issue. I'm, I, I'd right. love to talk about anything. I just, right. um, it's totally, everything is totally doable. When you ask me the question, you know, what do you feel like the big, mm-hmm. biggest problem with the church is? I've always yeah. felt it's us. It's the members. Okay. The reason why the water gets stagnant is because we stop swimming or we stop, you know, bringing new water mm-hmm. into the pool. We stop the flow. We, we put mm-hmm. up our, our dams and we get all comfortable and then the water gets moldy and gross. And like, mm-hmm. gosh, why is this water so moldy and gross? It's like, well, you put up two, multiple dams stopping anything fresh or new flowing in. Right. Okay. Because it's comfortable. Yeah, that's true. For sure. I mean, if you disagree, tell me why you disagree. I'm, I, th- I I'm, think I do disagree. All right, tell me about it. I disagree because it's not. I feel there are a bunch of talented people out out here in the movement, right? Hundred percent, right? And one way or another, they're either they're. I feel like they fall into two camps. They're either really, really motivated and care about the church, but don't know how to like offer their services or like do something like that, right? And the other camp is just like, yeah, I don't really want to do it because I don't care. They they're like super indifferent to it. <clears throat> Or, or they're not, and if they might be, indif- they're not indifferent, then they just don't know, like, they don't have the incentive, right? And I feel like it's easier to address the needs of the, the first group where they just don't know how to, like, you know, offer their service or something, something like that, right? By, like, giving a line or, like, an extension or a phone number or something and, like, solve that that way. But I feel like for those who are indifferent or don't have the incentive, I feel like that's where we need to be hitting because, like, if people have talent, but they don't have incentive, then, like, we're just we're just like what like you know letting them go into the oblivion you know what i mean and we're like losing good people in a sense i feel like the church lacks like a huge amount of incentive to like to to harvest that talent in a way you know what i mean so if i hear what you're saying you're saying your frustration comes from the fact that you don't feel like there's a lot of energy or or resources into keeping our young members members yeah, 100%. Because I feel like the past, even the past five years, right, I'm 24. So I could, I like, in my core group of friends in, that are in the church, at least, at least 15, 20% of them just don't give up, don't give a damn. You know what I mean? And in that 20%, 15%, some people do care, but most of them are like highly indifferent. And it's just, it's just like, but why? Why does it have to be like that? So what's your incentive? Why are you still here? Because I I did I I took the time to invest in my faith and uh like this is what I want you know what I mean like I found out why did why you I take the here. time to invest in your faith because I cared about it why did you care about it because I wanted to why did I, you I, I, I don't know to? I I don't think you're not getting to what I'm saying go deeper why what, did, what made you want to invest in your faith in the first place because. I grew up in this. I grew up. I grew up in it, and like I feel like. So the did the people that, who left. Right, and the family so what's values that you were grounded? the the family values that were taught to me, or the the principles of the movement that were taught to me through my parents, and through what I've experienced with my parents, and then um, exploring other religious alternatives led me to want to develop my faith in in this movement. So it sounds, it sounds to me like there was a lot of support from your parents. Well, I don't think it was support. I think they just cared enough to like push Be me present. to present enough to, to teach you in a way that was meaningful and helpful for a young person. Yeah. 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 Even though, I mean, I didn't give a damn for most of it, but I, I guess, yeah, it was there. But you felt the love and that was attractive enough. 
uh, I don't know. I think it, the principle is more attractive once I once I started reading, like, and understanding it. So what did your parents do that helped you garner that interest? I think it's just um, that it wasn't contradicting what they were doing. Like, you know, like through the- So they were leading by example. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So the, the issue that you brought up, the reason why I kind okay. of led you into this bear trap okay. is because <laughs> the, the, the issue that you brought up, why are young members leaving the church? I get this question all the time. Um, there are the members who joined originally, who kind of founded the movement in the United States. Yeah, for sure. 100%. You know, back in the, I don't know, 1970s, I think. Um, okay. When did True Father come to the United States? 60s, in the 60s. He came in the early 60s. Late 50s, early 60s. Uh, well, it started in 1954. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Okay, let's just call it the 1970s. I think that's a fair place to put it. It's probably not exactly yeah. right, but when... Okay. Uh, Reverend Sung Myung Moon came to the United States in the 1970s. Most of our parents were quite young. Uh-huh. And um, the, ch- the Unification Church, which I believe is what it was called then, was the new hot stuff. Uh, a lot of people yeah. were looking for faith. Uh, uh-huh. they, were, they were what they called Jesus freaks that were around. And the, I think um, what they called free sex was, was hot on the rise. Oh, hell yeah. There was a lot of people who were looking for something more su- substantial. And okay. so our parents, that generation of people in the 1970s who were, who were uh-huh. in their 20s, maybe late 30s, early 20s, they were young kids, you know, growing and they, they needed, they wanted to fight for something. And uh, Reverend Moon, um, or, you know, I guess we just referred to him as True Father from here on, you know who I'm talking about. Reverend Moon, True Father, uh, gave them something to fight for. He was like, hey guys, let's stop communism, communism together. And um, that was super exciting. And then also he's like, oh, by the way, I'm also, um, you know, the, the Messiah, the second coming. So that was a big right. deal too, right? right? So they were super fired up to stop communism because it was kind of like at the time, like a global world evil that people wanted to, to, to get behind and stop. So that was awesome and fun for them to, mm-hmm. to, you know, rally against something. And then also he was teaching this new this new belief yeah. of like how, how to build a family and how to build a life and these cool communities, these church communities where people would live in a, in one of the, the, the unification church centers and, and, and live as brothers and sisters. And they were just elated. Right. So as they got older and they started, they started to marry each other and have kids of their own. Right. They expected their children to have the same, gusto and fervor and fire that they did when they joined when they were children um you know 19 20 20 something but it was a completely different era you know there was there when i was a kid there wasn't really a whole lot going on um people didn't really like george w bush and that that was kind of it um you know the twin towers that happened but there wasn't there wasn't much to do about it unless you're going to join the army there wasn't like a faith a religious thing to do about it for the most oh. part. So, okay. um, you know, it was just kind of growing up in this new faith, which was very young faith. And so some of our parents um, were still trying to figure out how to be parents in this movement, because the movement up until that point had been kind of like this, you know, militaristic kind of, we're fighting for world peace kind of a thing. And yeah. they, there was sacrifice was such a big thing. Being a martyr was like 
so beautiful. There's a big, there's big expression in our church is living for the sake of others. And it's yeah. like putting other people's needs before your own. So all of this to say that a lot of our parents thought that the right way to raise us was to raise us like as if we were going to be the next platoon of soldiers being deployed into, you know, uh, God's army. And they, <laughs> they, re- they raised us very strict and very like, <clears throat> like as if we were going to be, you know, troopers doing missionary work and stuff like that, rather than being our parents. Right. Um, and then also they, they gave us a lot of, um, they had a lot of expectations of us of, you know, you're going to be the next generation to carry the torch. Right. They referred to uh-huh. us as the second generation. Yeah. So in my experience, um, when I talk to second generation unificationists or now the family federation for world peace, as it's no actually, longer called actually the church of the name, the name of the church changed like four times in the past three months. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, family fed, I think that's a safe, safe way to call it right now. Um, family fed uh, changed. Um, I'm sorry. That's not what I was saying. Uh, when you ask these kids, why aren't, you know, why are you leaving the family fed? Um, a lot of them give you things about, Oh, I don't agree with the dogma. I don't I agree with, the teachings, I don't think true father is the Messiah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I've had really bad experiences with leadership. With I don't agree with things are being done, but when you really talk to people, my experience always it boils down to they had, they have a bunch of traumatic experiences with their parents where they feel like the parents. That's, I think that's majority cases, if yeah. not all cases. So it's like, Really, what the major issue is, is uh, people have really disappointing experiences of their parents or really painful experiences of their parents and trauma, uh-huh. um, right. you know, and so what, the real reason they're leaving the church is because they feel like this church thing is either something their parents very much want them to do. And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, I'm not going to do it because I, I don't want to give you the satisfaction of getting what you wanted out of me or their, their pain and frustration is where similar to where you said kept you in is what kicked them out. So they told you every day certain ideals and values, but then you said that their behavior mirrored those ideals and values. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of people, it straight up does not. Their parents' behavior is the antithesis. It's the opposite. And they feel like it was super hypocritical. They were always using it, you know, true father's teachings as like a, a weapon or some sort of way to manipulate or control their children. Um, not intentionally, of course, I'm sure all these parents were trying to do their best. No, no judgment at all. I'm not like saying like, this is why I'm just saying like, that's just, that's, that's just life. You know, yeah, for um, sure. all of our experiences come from our childhood. Like a lot of our, 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 our big, you know, personality building pillar things come from, from where, when we were children, a lot of the things we want, we don't want mm. come from when we were children. And okay. so, yeah, a lot of this pain is just them having unresolved experiences with their parents and not knowing how to deal with it. And I feel like that's kind of the thing that kept us in the church. And it's the funny thing is it's like your parents kept you in the church. Taurus Paris kept him in the church and um, Taurus parents also kept me in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely not my parents. No, no, no. If I had never met Taurus family, I guarantee you, I would be one of those guys that you're talking about that 
that is still friends with you. Okay. That is not in. All right. All right. All right. I, I get your point. I think it's very valid, but let me, let me, let me stop you right there. Um, but sh- we, sure, we can have those, but then it doesn't account for like, but then you have the problem of those who are like, I don't know, who, who want to help, but, but don't like, who, like, let's say, but we have those who kind of care, maybe don't care, but are super talented, but they don't have a reason to help, right? Or like, have a reason to take up a leadership spot. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. There's a lot right? of people who want to help, but definitely don't want to take up a leadership position. Right. And I think that's be- bull freaking, bull freaking, yeah, bull freaking, yeah. Because I think, yeah. In what way? Yeah. It's it's of them? It's an authentic of them? Or it's an authentic no, no, no. of the it's, church it's, not it's a having... Failure, it's a failure of the freaking church as an organization. Because if you look mm-hmm. at any other freaking like company, right? Or business or other other major organization, like if you want a job, like you get paid right bottom line right bottom line that's that's like a big like incentive right so you want the church to pay us no i'm not saying they sh- i mean of course they should but especially for the talent time i get paid and, and i get paid this as a young minister my my community pays yeah of course but is, is it is it well well compensated for i don't think so right well it's not a it's not a full-time job either i mean they say it's part-time right so i'm expected to, uh-huh. to give 20 hours a week, okay. but I can do my duties in far less time. Right. But I'm not just talking about youth pastors. I do. I'm talking about like, you know, like actual pastors and people to plug in into our community, to enrich our community. Right. And to like to do something. Right. So if I, if I wanted to, so if I have the talent and I have the means and I have like, you know, uh, the charisma to become, let's say pastor of freaking Northern Virginia. Right. But I don't see it's worth my time because of, you know, you know, because of circumstances, then like, I'm, I'm basically being like closed, denied an opportunity almost, you know what I mean? Like, I want to help, but I can't because I have to focus on, you know, so you're saying you, job. I would love to be a youth pastor. However, right. I need to support myself financially. And I can't right. be a pastor. Uh, because like, yeah, I, I love this movement. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to provide, I want to support the community. But like, how can, how can I? And, and it's, it's but it's really a faith easy. movement. Yeah, Most faith saying. movements, all of their staff is right. unpaid. Volunteers. Okay. Volunteer so. is. Look at the, look at, but like all the, all the big mega churches and stuff, they have enough money. They have enough funds to like. Because they're mega money. churches. Right. But it doesn't they're go not, without saying that there's. Mega, there's a lot of the mega churches. Underlying, underlying, there's incentive for them to do are it. Are businesses and, and before they are churches. And so they make a crap ton of money, but they're right. also not very deep wells of but faith. I think, but I mean, it, but it doesn't. Okay. So where's the money going to come from? It doesn't Let's matter. Say hypothetically, it does. It, it does. About, it's got to come from somewhere. So where's no, the no, money going to come from? I'm not saying it's not just, it's not just the money. People. I, I'm just, I'm not saying it's only a money problem, money issue. There's no like, like what, like there's nothing more pushing me besides like, like than my faith than and then my faith and to like be like oh yeah i want to you know volunteer and offer because i think it's for the better of you're the just saying you can't because you can't afford to volunteer your time because no, you no, need to be I'm spending saying, that time to work right sure let's say that but also but i also have a full-time and, job i work 40 hours okay. a week and i okay and i'm a youth pastor right and and kudos to you but not everyone is like you not everyone's going to be like me either who wants to volunteer their time or or is willing to right so i think because even I know I get people, paid, right? But like you need people for like almost every position, right? From you pastor down to like 
like down to the down to the member right what what incentive is there for, okay. for me to go to church hold on so like all right i understand i feel like there are certain i know i'm kind of all over the place yeah i feel like there's certain key positions in any organization that need to be uh-huh. paid because of the level okay. of responsibility sure. and education like a pastor uh-huh. a pastor has to be a reverend so mm-hmm. they need to go to ministry minimum whatever go to school to become a minister i think that's ministry the ministerial whatever they got to be do that they got to become a they got to become ordained and become a, a reverend right so that's what i would expect right. is the minimum for my okay. for my pa- i'd love for them to have some sort of degree in ministry right right but there's a lot of supporting positions that don't so i'm going to give it an you know an analogy we're going to look okay. at a vet a veterinarian cool right? let's look at the S- spca the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty of Animals, the SPCA. Okay, great. So let's use the SPCA as an example. So the uh, veterinarian who works Uh there, who does like major surgeries and diagnoses. And um, operations, right. uh, Yeah, he gets paid. Yeah, or she gets paid. Um, The secretary, they get paid. But the person who walks the dogs, the person who, you know, changes the, the cleans up the kennels, the people who, all of those people are volunteers. Right, the people who are spending the most one-on-one time with the animals, they're all volunteers. Right? The yeah. ones that don't really require any real technical skills, it's just can you look after an animal? Right? right. The reason why I think that's right is because that means that person is going to be doing that position solely because mm-hmm. they care about the animals. Sure. Because if you look that at like sense. something like an orphanage and you have yeah. people who are there only because it's a job. Suddenly, mm-hmm. you're going to see neglect being a quite common experience. And that's been my experience. When I see people who are getting paid to do certain positions that are something that you require a lot of love and care and intentionality, mm-hmm. something a lot of inward to outward drive rather okay. than outward to inward, uh, you get much better service out of those people. And, and the people who are being taken care of really get taken care of. Which yeah, is why sure. I find that as a youth pastor position, the people who are supporting the youth pastor will do a much better job if they're not getting paid as if they, it's a volunteer position because it means only the people who truly, really want to do this are going to be doing it because there is only, the only incentive is to serve and to love your community. That makes sense. That's cool. And I understand that. But let's say, but then, but then you're pulling from a small, smaller talent pool, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not paying people. You can get anyone you want. You get Michael Jackson while he's dead. Uh, you can get Sam Smith to be your youth pastor if you pay him enough money. But that's not the point. It, just because there's someone who's more talented out there doesn't mean that they're going to have put as much energy and effort into the project as someone. Who well, I, well, OK. So for OK. So for like a position of, well, yeah, but I feel like for the position of pastor, you should be justly compensated. That's that's yeah, just bottom. That's what I just said. That's right. You're saying that it's like a counter argument, but that's what I said. No, no, I said, no. Like, okay, yeah, okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to go to. I'm trying to. Go, I'm trying to go down the the the, the billets, right? So, if 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 uh you know a pastor of the church justly cons- justly compensated, let's say the secretary is the freaking youth pastor, so he gets chump change, and then you have like you know, then you have your members, right? Like, and in the members you have, um, you know the first gen that show up all the time that you know will show up regardless of the situation uh whether the the building's on fire in in like flooded or an earthquake right and then but then you never see second gen above the age of 18 and i feel like but why you know what i mean because the services are boring okay right they're geared towards first generation and a lot of these you know communities are are pumping out the same sermons that they've been doing since day one 
Right. And so, it's just, it's so the, not my inspiring. Is, so yeah, my question is, why aren't there more leadership in the second gen in leadership? And why aren't, like, why are we being neglected? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's BS, complete BS. And the, like, like, there's no incentive for us to go to church if we know the same, if we are expecting if we know oh, to expect the same thing yeah that's and it's kind of a, so the problem here is a kind of it's what they call a catch-22 it's there's yeah i know it's right so it's I kind of a catch-22 because the issue is like all right so there's not a lot of second generation it's not a lot of young members going to church and because there's not a lot of young members going to church the church become the the, the services become geared towards the older generation the first generation right uh-huh which then means that when the young generation do decide to go to church, they go, oh, these are geared towards the older, the first generation. So they go, oh, well, never mind. I'm not interested. I'm not going to come. And then that cycle just continues and gets worse and worse. Right. Vicious cycle. But I'm saying the like- The more they what? don't come, the less mm-hmm. they'll want to come. Right? Because mm-hmm. like me and, so I have a, we have, we have an assistant pastor who helps our, oh. our pastor because our pastor is um, Mika Desital. And she is also the district director, I believe, for District 1. So she's got a lot on her plate, as well as being our camp. So we have an assistant pastor. And the assistant pastor is a lot more in tune with the young community. Pastor Mika is, yeah. is I think, at the same age or younger than him. It's not about an age thing. It's, it's about where you're at in your faith. How do, how do you yeah, connect sure. to God, right? So he connects yeah, to God 100%. very much on a very, like, this, you know, person-to-person kind of level. So he really wants activities for the young generation but it's really hard for that to happen because the pastor wants to make sure that we're keeping the older generation uh, in mind which is you know not bad but the problem is like a lot of the second generation just don't want to come because the services are feel very like samey the kind of the same kind of stuff it's just it's not invigorating it doesn't have new content it's not content that is right. something and we we all understand this current life right so right, we're sure. like hey me and the assistant pastor like what if we did a youth service where uh-huh. we have a youth service either before or after sunday maybe once a month or every other week where it's a dedicated service just for the youth where we can have live music or we can have games or we can have you know discussion groups just a really you know uh active real connection right yeah and I'm like, that sounds great. Let's do it. So then we approach it to our pastor, Pastor Mika, uh-huh. and she's like, yeah. that sounds cool. However, I don't want to take those people away from the main service. And I'm like, I understand that. You don't want to have a separate service that's going to take them away from the main service because they should be participating in the main service. And I agree. However, they're not coming to any service. That's so hilarious. I, I had the same exact uh situation here in las vegas so that's that's funny you say that that's that's so funny but anyway keep going oh tell me about it no it's just it's just the same thing like i said the same thing like i want to create uh like the services aren't geared towards the second gen and they're geared toward the first gen so i would love to create some sort of like uh use sunday school like how i think that's how um the Northern Virginia does it where they take out all the kids during the sermon and then they have their own service or something. And that's kind of what I wanted to do up in Las Vegas. And then uh, what I brought it up to the pastor and he was like, yeah, that's, that sounds great. But I, I want the kids to stay in the sermon so they could um, 
his reasoning was like, I want them to create a habit of being in the service and listening to service. And maybe one day there'll be uh-huh. some sort of revelation that uh, <laughs> from, from one of our sermons and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come on. And he, he also mentioned like, he doesn't want, if, if we were to have that kind of uh, service, like before or after or something, like on a different day on a Sunday, uh, other than the Sunday, he said like, yeah, I don't want the kids to uh, get taken away from the Sunday service because if you have a youth service, let's say Saturday, then they, they will think that they don't need to come to the, fir- the Sunday service on Sunday because they've already went to a Saturday, sun- or Saturday service and he was afraid of like the uh yeah going yeah. down I, I, so it's, it's hilarious understand. how exactly the same situation it's precisely that, the same thing yeah well like, no, I, I feel that like sentiment. that's that's like take out mika's face and put your pastor's face on that's, that's what happened yeah it's it's really crazy yeah i understand that sentiment but like why aren't the, these pastors taking the risk taking the the decisive action to care about you know the the, physical, the freaking just, spiritual lives of these children. I, think I know means- it's just really hard for them to see because where they connect, where they feel the most faith, right? Because uh-huh. Mika yeah. is, is for second generation, but she is much as far as the way that she expresses her faith and the way that she, the, like her mm-hmm. faith or I don't know orientation, her faith style, her <laughs> language, whatever you want to call it, it is much more similar to the way the the older generation, the first generation, like to uh-huh. express and feel their faith, and so. She was thinking like, no, no, I want them to get the same value that I get out of service. Like, I don't want to take that opportunity away from them. But, but you're that's not. Just stagna- but that's yeah. stagnating water. It doesn't it's make sense. Not, it's, you're not taking anything away from them because they just straight up don't come to service. Yeah. For, I yeah, was dude. blown away when I became a youth pastor. There, when I came to the, when I came to the, the community, there was maybe uh-huh. like five, six second generation and uh-huh. the entire you know auditorium and i was just like huh I, I thought this community was a lot larger then i became a young adult minister and they gave me the contact list for all the, the youth in the area and there's like over a hundred and i was just like wow what the heck where are they and <laughs> yeah, then i started contacting them and reaching out hiding gremlins they're just they're all over the place they just don't want to come to the stuff that we have because it's so boring and i don't want to come yeah. that's why i said often in the beginning I'm, I'm often late because it's like uh, dragging my feet and I feel like, well, I got to go because I need to be well, I gotta, yeah, I think, a good example. And so, so that's a very frustrating thing. Like, we want change. You even expressed to, to freaking your assistant pastor that we should do this. But they shot you down, right? I think that's incompetent leadership right there. Like, they're not, they're not taking your advice. Because I'm, I'm, a Marine, I'm a Marine, right? I'm in the Marine Corps. I'm in the Reserve, by the way. Cool, so, but, cool those jets, man. I mean, just so as, as my pastor like that. She's, no, no, no. Because think about it. Think about doing it. Doing a good Me, job. She's working her, her arse I, I don't. I don't care. But that's just one aspect, right? So in that aspect, she's very incompetent. Or he's very incompetent. And that's not cool. She is. She. Okay, Women can she. be pastors too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I because me as a PFC, right? If I'm, if I'm, um, so my, oh, my occupation I'm totally is on board. I feel like you feel like I'm not on board. No, no. I'm just trying to explain. I'm just trying I'm to saying explain. I'm saying like, no, man. Leader, I'm, I'm on the same page. Marine Corps works. I'm I know, but I'm just, like, I just want to explain. Okay, I just want to explain. Explain. <laughs> you talk a lot anyway, Justin. <laughs> no, I'm not just saying. I just I feel like you're you're like going against what I'm saying, and I'm like, no, no, I'm no, not. no, no. I, I'm saying the same thing. No, I'm just trying to give an example of like like leadership is two way street, and that like it should I just work. Feel like that you're way. a bit of an extremist here. That's all. <laughs> I see. <sighs> anyway, I don't know. Whatever. We agree. <laughs> explain <laughs> you're in the military <laughs> this is how that works okay yeah so 
So in, 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 a, in a squad, right, we have a fire team leader, which, is, which leads a group of four, and then your squad leader, which, groups a, which leads a group of 13, including himself, right? So if you're walking in a column or like in a tactical formation, and you, you as a point man, which is, you know, the person in the front, uh, see something suspicious, like maybe an IED or like, you know, some just like any, any, any sign or clues that kind of throw you off as to danger could be ahead. You can give the call and be like, hey, everyone stop. You need to check. I do check this out, or we, you know, you give us a secret signal to alert everyone else that there's an ID, and you keep moving so you don't alert the enemy who's looking at you, of like to to explode and kill everybody else, right? So, yeah, like so the leadership listen. So it, the squad leader isn't gonna, or the fire team leader is not gonna be like, hey, no, you're wrong. I'm there's nothing. I don't you know, and be negligent of your advice or something like that, and and just completely disregard it. And so it's like it's not. Yeah. That's not how it works, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Are you saying in that scenario, this who, who's the superior officer? The squad leader. The squad leader. Right. So but it is I'm, possible for the squad leader to go, well, I have more experience than you. Yeah, of course. I but, believe that that's not an IED. Let's keep going. But it would be unwise of your squad leader because of the responsibility he has yeah. for your whole squad, which is a man of 13. So you can. Yeah. You then you guys walk operation. forward because he goes, no, I disagree. And then you all blow up. I'm not saying that he's right. I'm just saying that people right. who often have more experience will second guess their second in command because they're like, yeah, no, I see where no, you're coming saying, from. Yeah, that could happen. But in most cases, it's but not no. likely because there's extreme trust in one another in one another and if you yeah. say it's better to have said something than to have not said yeah anything. i i mean i agree i definitely feel like you know for the assistant pastor and the young adult uh -huh. minister uh -huh. and the youth minister and uh the carp leader we right. all came together and said we uh -huh. want to do a youth service right uh, from 13 to 35 uh -huh. and then we were told in a nutshell no go after yourself yeah. Uh, eventually, however, I will I will set the record straight. After a couple of weeks, we did get the green light to go ahead and do it. Right. Um, and I feel like that is the key. There is we just kept we kept being persistent. Uh -huh. And mm. you know, of course, I had the natural experience, emotional response of go, well, let's just do it without the permission. Then let's go <laughs> somewhere where it's not a church event and it's just an mm -hmm. event that happens to be happening. At the same time, the service, you know, I, I, as a, <laughs> as a you know, a, a, an American can, can meet a group of people anywhere I want. If they just happen to all be members of the Unification Church and the Family Fed, and we all just happen to be meeting at a place around the same time as Sunday service, and we just happen right. to be sharing about God, I feel like that has nothing to do with the Unification uh -huh. Church or the Family Fed, because I'm not organizing under their name. I'm organizing under my own name. Uh -huh. Um, but you know the young the, the assistant pastor is like no 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 just give me some more time I can work on her we'll get this. To but that, I feel like that shouldn't be happening to begin with because like I like like I was referring to my analogy as like a regular infantryman right as a point man like right yeah like there I should understand. be some trust. Every, the be more some, we wait, the more the, the farther away these these members get. Right. right exactly. The farther and away they, go, they feel like. Especially if they hear about it, it's going to even be worse. Like, oh, you want to do a youth service and got shot down? Of course it did. Nothing ever is going to change. It's the same stuff as always. I'm not interested. Right. And I think, I think that's, that's another incompetency of leadership as well. Because I feel like the pastors don't care about second gen, like retain, retaining or reaching out or something like that. They just push off that responsibility. To leadership the is, youth pastor. it's really hard, man. You got a lot to balance because the, yeah, our pastor sure. I'm not, I'm not doesn't just them. have 
the youth to make happy. She also uh-huh. is the first gen to make happy, and she also right. is the first superior to make happy. Okay. Right. I, yeah, that that's when, cool. If when my youth, let's say, I, as a young adult minister, I have two staff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Kent Hoffman and Ben Van Geldren. Right. Amazing yeah. supporting staff. When they come up to me and they go, Those are some solid dudes. This is what I want. Yeah, they are. Damn straight they are. Mm. They're also sexy and single. No, I'm just yes. I don't know if either of them are single right now, actually. That's not true. I reject, reject that. Um, <laughs> so if, um, you know, if they come to me and they go, hey, Justin, what we want to do is we want to take the budget and we want to buy uh, ultimate Frisbees and cones so that we can play ultimate Frisbee. And I go, great. Currently, the budget has been approved for food use. And so I don't have the, uh, you know, the authority to just immediately just spend the money. Um mm-hmm. That would be irresponsible. So I'm going to contact, because it's public funds, I'm going to contact the minister and ask her. So I, I ask our, our pastor, I go, hey, uh, Pastor Mika, I would like to use our money to buy some fr- Frisbees and, and uh, traffic cones so that we can make, you know, ultimate Frisbee tea to league. You know, in fact, also want some, you know, high res, uh, res vests so we can have, you know, clear op- different teams. And she goes, um, well, I don't think that's a good use of our funds. You know, that's, that's, that costs around this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. If we were to save that money, you would be able to provide food for six more weeks, where if you use that money, you just wouldn't be able to have refreshments or food at all at any of your gatherings as young adult ministry to yeah, the end of the okay. year. That's, right? a so fair, that's, that's a fair trade-off. Yeah. So it's like, okay, hmm, what do we want to do? And it's like, I can't just do something because... I want to do it. You know, we, I okay. have people that I got to answer to. And I feel like sure. the same thing with Damien Dunkley. It, if he, if I want him to just do something differently, he can't just do it. I mean, he does have a certain level of authority. There's a lot of things that I can do without asking anybody as a young adult right. minister. And there's even oh. things that my staff can do without asking me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a cap of how much you can do to the point where Damien then has to go to Reverend Kim and Reverend Kim has to go to true mother. Right. So right. I feel like, and I feel like, Power, like leadership is, is complicated. It's not just, oh, this person in charge just doesn't want to do it. The president of the United States, maybe not the current oh, one, yeah, no, the yeah, last sure. one, That's wanted to do something. He can't right. just do it. There's, you uh-huh. know, an entire parliament of people who have to agree. Yeah, and that's compl- Yeah, and I get that. What I'm saying is like, what's our real focus on? Like, you know what I mean? Like in our, in our movement, why, why isn't there no focus on like second generation? like retention like you know yeah <clears throat> you know why incentivizing them to tr- come and like freaking like investing it's, it's, no, it's not no it's not <laughs> it's but us I man I, no i tried dude i put effort what i reach out to my neighbors um, or, or the kids in my neighborhood and stuff like that like i do no, like i do that <laughs> what have you i'm done? trying I, I know i have tried i tried in the same way i my, you know, we, we, we tried the, yeah, the youth service. The reason why we haven't done it yet is because of coronavirus, right? Right. Right. right, right well, we approval. Yeah. It was like, oh, actually you guys, we can't meet. That's badass. In groups larger. <laughs> that sucked. Um, the, the, there's nothing stopping you. That's my point. There's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do. No, if but I'm saying do it, even, even do if there right is now. nothing stopping me Make and I, I do it. Right. But do then, uh, then like, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to end up facing opposition or worse. Like, you know, face the opposition oh. then. <laughs> no, and that's fine. Like, I don't mind doing it, but Bring it's your just guns. like, shoot them down. <laughs> you're funny. I'm just saying, no, like, man, like it's, yeah, it sucks because you're not getting the support that you want, but people and never that, that's embrace not, but change. That shouldn't, 
I'm saying in our organization, organization that shouldn't be the case. And I think that's BS, man. You know, Trader like, Joe's, when, we, when they first told us, oh, we have to wear masks, everyone yeah. was like resisting it. Now uh-huh. at Trader Joe's, if you ask the staff like, oh, uh, you guys should take off your masks, people are, will, are ready to throw down and fight right then. <laughs> they, they, they want to keep those masks on because they're like, no, I'm trying to protect myself and my gosh dang family. Where in the beginning, they were like, no, I'm not going to wear that stupid mask. I want to breathe. I don't, you know, as long as I keep six feet, I'm fine. So it's like, what happened? What happened is change is slow. Right, change is always slow. It takes a lot. Yes, Justin, I understand. This force. this makes this is of course the logic, the nature of of humans, but I'm, but there hasn't been change, and I think that's why I'm frustrated. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to, and even though I'm trying to instigate change by like setting up this podcast, setting up this platform yeah. for our, our this is this is awesome. This is great. I feel like this is right. the kind of stuff that we got to be doing. This is how right. if we can get more people to get on board with what we're trying to uh-huh. do and you go, Hey, look, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we want. And then people uh-huh. can then can work with us. Right. Rather right. than against us. I feel like this is awesome. This is making I'm saying, a step towards getting what you want. It's true. It's true. But I'm, I'm just frustrated that the things that I want to do in this movement, I get no support for it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's very frustrating because I feel like I shouldn't have to fight against the current in, in our own movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. For doing the things that I want to do. Like to help second gen, to reach that's out, true. to educate. And I think that's very frustrating for me. Uh, I don't know. I think this is the biggest thing. I think emotionally, <laughs> I feel like yeah. emotionally, you don't feel like I'm hearing you. You feel like I'm not like, I don't sympathize and don't connect. I have worked Perhaps. so yeah. hard, yo. Like there have been yeah. no, so many times where I've been told me. going against what the first generation want. And uh-huh. I feel like they, they have been so much more than less and supportive in the dominican republic i was a youth youth pastor with my wife for three years Mm -hmm. and there were so many times where i was fighting to get something done for the youth something that they wanted something that they asked for that would have Mm -hmm. been beneficial for them in no way was harmful and the first generation and the supporting leaders would do everything Mm -hmm. they could to stop us it was because People don't like you to do things different. If you're like, hey, let's mix things up. They're like, no, no, no. The water is calm. I can see through it. If you start mixing things up, you're going you're gonna to kick up dirt from the bottom of the, of the lake and you're going to make the water muddied and brown. I don't want you to do that. And it's like, I understand. But th- we need to do this because you know, the, 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 the people who are in this community are, are suffering. They're, they're starving. They need love. They need connection. So right. like, you know, we wanted to take them to an opera. They, mm-hmm. they, there was a, an, an opera happening or maybe an orchestra. There's an orchestral okay. event happening. And I was like, yo, concert. we want, right. want to take the kids. It's, um, it's a certain amount of money, but, you know, we've fundraised our enough money on our own that we can pay for it. All we uh-huh. need is we want to use the church van so that we can drive the kids to and from. Yeah, what the freak? Um, and they said no, because they're like, no. You know, we don't have someone who can drive it. And I said, actually, I, I can drive and I'm more than capable of driving that van. I've dri- driven larger vehicles with that were worth much more. I can do it. And they're, uh, no, you're, unfortunately, uh, the van is just not available. I'm sorry. Maybe if you, if you come back at another time. So That's then BS. we being determined, we're like, oh, darn, I guess we're not going to the orchestra. We then reached out to a bunch of the first gen of the community and said, hey, could you guys lend us many, you know, multiple cars so that we can cart all these kids from the church center to this orchestra? 
and we got lots of no's just because people were busy or they just, um, you know, gas is expensive, whatever. So we're like, okay, fine. So we contacted a taxi service and we said, hey, do you guys have a van that we can use to transport a bunch of people from here to there? They said, yes. We said, also, by the way, you know, we're doing like a young adult ministry thing for a church. Would be any way you guys could drop the price to support our community? And they said, of course. And they dropped the price by half. Then we drove everyone from the church. They all dressed up in fancy suits and stuff. We took all the kids to the um, orchestra. The guy waited for us outside. We went in, took pictures. We heard the orchestra. It was great. We went home. Then the next day, the leaders were taking credit for supporting us to go. That's be that's no, that's like a total I do dude. And we had this happen over and over. They, there was a church, the church was building a like a out in the what they call the farm, La Finca. It's this this plot of land they own in the Dominican Republic that's that's close to Santa Domingo, that's out in the the, the, the nowhere, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the um it's this little church thing, they're they were expanding it. And the youth said, We want to go, we want to help build the new expansion. That's awesome. I mean, what kids want to go and do manual labor when they could be at home <laughs> playing video games? This is Dominican Republic. We're talking about crazy, right. hot, you know, mm-hmm. humid Super weather. sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we couldn't get transportation to go. So we, again, had to rent our own vehicle to, to get the kids out here to do free work for the church. And then we get oh. them there and they start working. We're digging a big pit where a septic tank is going to go. Everyone's just mm. working really hard. The church wow. leaders found out that we went out there anywhere. They drove out there in the van that we wanted. They got into the pit, picked up shovels and pickaxes, took pictures, dropped the shovels and left in the van that we then could have rode home in. They left with. And then the next day on Sunday service, they took picture. They, they showed the pictures and said that they had supported us and helped us and that, you know, aren't they doing great and all that stuff. So I have for folks mm-hmm. have fought against so much freaking opposition in this community and I fought against it and I just keep going and I just keep going and I just keep going and I don't stop. There have been one time we had a movie night, just a basic movie night. The carp right. leader comes in and says, Oh, we need a projector. Give us a projector. And I was just like, mm, Nope. So I get out, I go into the office to talk to the carp president, right? Cause the, he had sent his carp, you know, whatever secretary his, and I go up to duty. him yeah. and they, those leaders were so used to me fighting them and, and I would never, never back down and I would do it regardless whether I had their permission or not I would eventually get it done in one way or another and uh-huh. so I walked into his office and before I say a word he goes keep the projector uh-huh. what kind of BS is that like he already knows he knew that we were watching a movie it wasn't like oh we had planned our things weeks in advance we had communicated when we were going to be using it it was not a spur yeah. of the moment thing his thing uh-huh. was a spur, of the, a spur of the moment thing he just right. wanted to do it and so you just wanted to take away from you guys. My point like is, Toy, I totally know what you mean by when you go, why isn't there support when there should be? And there isn't. And I don't think there's going to be for a long time. Not until people like you and I are in those uh-huh. leadership positions as the pastors in these communities. Right. But that you can't just count on just us, us freaking three people or, you know, 1% of the whole freaking community. I don't even think, I feel like 1% of the community is way too big. It's like 0.5% or something. Half a percent. You no, can't... But I'm saying you can't rely on just those numbers alone because we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep expanding. We're going to still mm-hmm. run into the same problems if we don't address the, the problems that we have now. I don't, I, I don't understand why the first gen can't see that they're, they're, exact, they're mirroring exactly the same, the first generation Israelites that Moses took. Like they're being as stubborn and ridiculous as them. I don't yeah. understand why they can't see that. They're not going to see it. 
It's the same way in every community. It's, it, I mean, not just in but church, in our church. I mean, in other churches. I know. It's in other right. religions, in other faiths. It's, it's the same thing. The young generation wants new things. They want change. They want to do things better. They want to, do, they want to evolve. They want to adapt. And the old, the old generation right. says, no, we've been doing this way for 50 years. This is the right way to do it. We're not going to change. But like if, if, yeah, and if you said that, if you did that in a freaking major company, like they would just sink like Blockbuster did. Yeah. They didn't want to. That's yeah. why religions so just, don't make a lot of money. <laughs> that's not the point. I'm not, I'm just saying if, <laughs> if they're a competent organization, they wouldn't make stupid decisions like this. Competent organizations are often driven by profit. And unfortunately, religion is not driven by profit and has no yeah. obligation to change because of that kind of stuff. It, it, I, you have a solid point about that, but if you but if you don't look at your core demographic and who who they are or don't understand then you're just going to lose you're you're just going to keep here just wait 10 years most of the frustration uh-huh. that you're frustrated with will be yeah. dead and then yeah. there you go <laughs> problem solved yeah. <laughs> that's no, what, i don't want that's what I, the kids of so the Dominican sad, Republic said all the time they're like oh just wait for the current leader to die he's like 83 he'll be he'll be out of here <laughs> Don't but no, worry. but we but we also need like decent first gen like Taurus dad like I feel like Taurus dad is very like yeah. empathetic to to our cause and like to helping second gen and stuff like that and like that's that's wonderful but he's just again one of the very small voices in uh, the overall community that that can't do jack I do. You keep saying that we can't do anything without support, and I keep giving examples of all. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like. Cause I'm like, cause you know, I have limits. It's not I, fun. I have... Yeah, it, you get burnt out. It sucks. Yeah, that's why you got You got to build your own support systems. I had my wife and I had my sister-in-law, uh-huh. and I had a couple of the youth in that community who were helping me. Without their help, right. there was no way I would have lasted as long as I did as youth pastor. Every Dude, like job. my primary position as youth pastor, really, really, Awa was the youth pastor. She was the one doing all. <laughs> actual faith organization stuff the, the good ideas my job was the bouncer i would just go fight for us i would go to the leaders meeting i'd sit down at the table and you know they, i'd say hey we want to have a uh, a youth workshop in the farm and they go um well you know you have to have at least two first generation speak and i go i'm sorry unless you're willing to speak about one of the topics we have prepared right and unless you're will- willing to come with me with a practice version of the topic that's, that we, we want and have prepared, and unless I approve those, and, and unless you're up to editing of those things, and also up to the fact that I can stop you while you're giving it if you start to go off topic too much, then I don't want your support. And I said, I'd love your support. I would freaking love your support. We need people to cook. We need transportation. We need, you know, uh, we, need, we need so many things, right? And I can also use guest speakers. That's not something I'm 100% against. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have a guest speaker. However, right. these are the topics we're going to talk about. If you want to come in and talk about the blessing, that's not this workshop. That's in three months from now. This workshop is specifically talking about, you know, as being a young, you know, second generation, or even some of these kids are third generation, being a young church member. And how do, how do you know if this faith is for you? That's our question. So if you want to talk about the blessing, that's just really not appropriate for this right now. That's not what we're doing. We'd love to talk about the blessing. I, I want all these kids to go to the blessing for damn sure, but that's not what we're doing right now. Then one of the, the old ladies, she stands up and she goes, she says in my face as if I'm not there. She goes, how can we trust him? How do we know he's going to teach our kids what they should be being taught if you know one of us is not here to support? And I was like, you know, I can hear you. Like, it's I get, you were speaking English like I okay 
Um, <laughs> wow. Well, you, I'm in this position as youth pastor, so I'd hope that there's something level of trust, trust there. Secondly, I'm not saying you can't come. I'm saying you're more than welcome to come. But if you want to come and run the show, that's not what we're asking for. That's not the support that we need. Then I said, who would like to help drive? Zero people raised their hand. I said, who would like to help cook? Nobody raised their hand. I said, who would like to help orchestrate communication? Nobody raised their hand. I said, who would like to donate money so that we can feed the kids better food? Nobody raised their hand. I go, well, that's all the assistance that we needed. If there's anything else that comes up, I'll let you guys know. And that was all they had to say after that. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Hmm. And they knew that if they told me, oh, we just can't, you can't use the farm because we're going to, sorry, well, we're going to be there anyway. <laughs> if we can't use the chapel to, to talk, we'll just go in the forest. Uh, what do you want? Just, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. There, there's so many times I was brought to tears just trying to explain to an, a parent what we were what we were trying to do yeah and i feel like you don't have to do that i mean you don't have to go through to that extent because we're we're in the same organization we have we have the same but i had to i think i think what toya is just trying to say is that he understands that that you can do stuff without the support of the first gen but it it shouldn't be that way because we're yeah i i don't want it to be that way either (laughs) it sucks so i think I think that's the point that Toy is trying to get across here is just yes, point out there that. should be support. It makes no sense that the, there should be the unilateral support. Yeah, it makes no sense that when we want to do things that are positive and healthy for the community, that there uh-huh. isn't support for second generation to do those things. It right. makes no sense. And I feel like we the, the most the biggest thing is we don't have a saying like leadership either. Like we don't we don't get to be like we don't get to call any shots or even like say something about something. It's it's like a like a I do. dictatorship. Well, in the in the in Bridgeport, Connecticut, we do vote for who is on the council team and Oh boo hoo, we vote too, but that means council- Jack I do. No, we that have two second it. generation on our council team. We have Nikolai Corley and Matthew uh-huh. Breland. And what is Nikolai doing now? He's in Japan with his wife because he No, he's not. He he can't go because of coronavirus. He's here right now. Oh no way. The the next vote is coming up in a few days and they, they emailed everyone, please vote. The, it really does matter, uh, you know. Nikolai, but that's like okay. But that's, but that's okay. That's one example. That's on the local level, right? On the local level, you can get some things done on the local level. I'm just saying, cool, Toya, like, you can't ex- it can't ex- exclude examples because they don't fit your point. Well, um, my point was you're saying that, like, that we, we have no representation, scale, it, and I'm saying we do no, have like, representation. Sure, but I'm, I'm talking about is a part of the the larger. She's second generation, right there. <laughs> If you want, you want that support, you contact her. We, I've needed help. I've contacted them. Yeah. You know, I, uh, Kayle, her, her, what was it? Her, I don't know if it was her sister. What was the other girl who, who? had recently stepped down? She was involved with Young Adult Ministry. She okay. went to Alaska. Um, but they, I mean, I'm saying like someone like di- directly that represents. I them. had people I mean, that I, so that we had, they had a, um, a monthly call where they all the young adult ministers from uh-huh. the entire country got on a call uh-huh. and we communicated with each other and with uh-huh. someone from headquarters and they said you know what are you guys going through how, how do you guys need some more support Who, how can we help uh-huh. you and cool. uh yeah we did that for a long time until the guy who ran that call had to, he like changed jobs he went to england or something i don't know uh-huh it was super helpful. There, there is support. I think you've been 
out of the loop a little longer than you realize and that probably change pretty significantly that Damien is not joking around. Um, you know, I, when I, when I, con- I contacted Damien early in his presidency and I said, you know, I want to, I want to work for the church. I want to serve the church, but like in a, yeah, you told me that story. Yeah. And he was like, all right, you willing to move? And I was like, oh, well, I was hoping maybe there was some way I could serve in New York. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And then, um, you know, he's like, all right, I can, I can get you in the leadership positions. You ready to go right now? You go to Korea right now. You can start being a leader today. I have stuff for you to do. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready right today. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, not, it's not that the support's not there. I wasn't ready to take the hand when I asked for it. Because what I was expecting was kind of the same kind of slow, mediocre stuff that I was used to. We have new leadership. We have people who are willing to hear us and are out for, are on our side, man. We, Damien listens. Like, we, we have legit leadership right now. And all you got to do is set up to take the opportunity. If mm-hmm. you feel like in Northern Virginia, there isn't right. going on, just get in contact with Kayla. I promise you, she will set you on the right path to get this started. And that there uh-huh. is support. And, and how can these... So a lot of our, I really don't want to be rude or disrespectful, but the, the, the first generation cannot say, oh, you can't do this, or I don't want to do this. If it's coming directly from our president, Damien Dunkley saying, I am giving Toya Nomura the authority to, to blank, support him. Uh-huh. When that happens, people follow, because that's the thing. They, 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 they follow the chain of command. You got to work through the right chain of command. And the command works now. I agree. It didn't always work. Uh, there are so many times, you know, I went uh, to many church programs, many things, many organizations, and many times when you tried to go through the proper channels, it just didn't work. People right. didn't listen to you. There was no support. Mm. There was no connection. Mm. Times are moving and they're changing. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's changing step by step. I'm, I, like I totally agree. And I acknowledge that it's been right. frustrating and exhausting and super painful. Uh-huh. Um. I, I I know the struggle more than most, by yeah. far. Um, I'm glad. Like I have someone to talk about that with. And I know that my my position seems like I don't connect with what you're saying because I'm so like, just gotta get it done. As if as if it's that this is okay, that this is right. right. And I'm like, no, it's not right. But it's where we're at, and we can complain about it all day long. But unless mm. you're willing to stand up and do something about it with your own two feet and your own two hands, right, right. now today it's not done a change you can say all you want that there should be more support there should be but you got to do something about it there are ways that we can change things there it's difficult and it shouldn't be that way i 100 percent agree you know it shouldn't be that way there's so much stuff that happened to me as just as a child in our church it shouldn't be that way there's so many things that happens all the time all over the world that shouldn't be that way the, our world is far from ideal Kingdom right. of heaven is far from established, right? But it doesn't mean that our steps that we're taking every day are not making an impact. It just means that it's, it's a lot harder to notice. If you work out once and you're, you're frustrated because you're not ripped, you're not shredded, you're not looking like you know, Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine movie, I'm sorry. You've got to work out more than that. Right. You've got to work out every day for hours. You've got to balance your diet. It's, it takes focus and energy. And as soon as you stop working out, you lose everything. Right. This is just how it is. Like you got to put in the work and it sucks because there should be support. If I say, Hey, I want to start working out. 
there should be a gym in my basement that I can go work out in with two personal trainers and a dietitian. Uh, there isn't. <laughs> right. However, things are different. You know, 30 years ago, if I wanted to work out uh, in my own home during an, an epidemic, there's not much I could have done about it if I didn't know anything about a home workout. But now there's YouTube and Google and I can go home workout and there's millions of things for me. Uh-huh. Right. There is, we're in a different era and there is support. It just takes more effort than we're used to putting out there. Yeah. I think that's good. We're on the right track, but it's just, I feel like it's, it's still not enough. It's still not enough. Cause it's at the, I mean, it's, I agree. It's just, I've it's gotten lazy. I'm not doing as much as I could be. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end if you're still here. If you have something you would like to us to talk about, we would love to hear all about it. You can send us your thoughts and ideas to lunastreampodcast at gmail.com or join us on our Discord. Check out the link in the description. All right, catch you next time. Ajoo!